T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome, it's Gretchen with Coda Vets. Do I have anybody up? We are truly starting to make a difference. It is a new platform for politics, for uh, candidates, and for President Trump's America First agenda. And that, that's why I'm on here too, because darn it, I'm going to be a conservative voice and I'm going to push the America First agenda because it makes sense. 76,000 followers, I cannot keep, I cannot, there is not enough time of the day to answer all the questions. The Democrats are on fire. They're organized, you know that. So we have got to get out there. Forget them. We do not need mainstream media. We've got each other. <laughs> now we can, see each, we can see each other in our own homes and we can just cut out mainstream media. They, they're no longer necessary. And they did this to themselves. What's going on? I'm Phil Briggs, and welcome to another episode of Vet Story. Today we'll meet a growing voice in conservative politics, a rising star in the Twittersphere, and an Air Force veteran who is starting a grassroots firestorm with over 75,000 followers. Gretchen Smith, founder of Code of Vets. Gretchen, thank you for coming on ConnectingVets.com. Thank you. It's an honor to be here, Phil. I've been following you on Twitter. I think you crossed my Twitter radar two, three months ago. And I was amazed at the exponential growth going on with what's called Code of Vets. It's a Facebook page. It's a Twitter handle. And it has to be one of the fastest growing vet run Twitter sites I've ever seen. You're at like 75,000 now or something. (laughs) I'm amazed by it, too. I was not expecting it when I started it. So I'm really trying to run to to, to catch up with it. It's a... it's outgrown me. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but it's a it's a labor of love. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I originally thought because of the exponential growth. I think I caught you when you were mm-hmm. at like fifteen thousand or something. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it jumped to five, like twenty thousand, and then twenty five thousand, and then thirty thousand. And with that many, you know, that much growth in like two weeks, I was like, oh, is this some kind of bot? Is this a real person? Yes, it is. It's me getting out there, doing my own posts, doing my own videos, live streams, and it's resonating with the veterans. I just, I, it's genuine. It's com- it comes from the heart. I do have a passion for my fellow veterans. It stems from um, my love for my dad and his service in Vietnam. My husband and I are veterans, so there's just a multiple, multiple reasons why I love my veterans. It's just all about caring about each other and veterans helping veterans. And when I come across a veteran that needs help, I, I will share their story on a live stream and, and ask everybody to help share it, to be a part of it. It's not about me. It's about us as American citizens keep taking care of our American heroes. That's amazing. Yeah, I think I saw you share a post the other day about a gentleman down in Meridian, Mississippi that needed some help. And I just thought, how yeah. organic is it that you're just kind of putting this on the social media community bulletin board and then folks start interacting that you don't even know. But people in his backyard were exactly. able to step up and maybe help, if anything else, be a sounding board and help that person feel right. as though they are not alone right. because suddenly all these strangers have come together under your umbrella. 
it's amazing. It's a God thing. I'm, <laughs> I was, I've really been trying to find purpose and meaning as I, you know, get growing older, become, we're getting ready to become empty nesters. And I wanted to do something to give back. And that, that means something. And veterans have always been a passion for me again, because we are veterans, my dad. And I just, it, Code of Vets really just stem from my dad's story, from his life. He passed away at age 57. And the older I get and the more I think about him, I just want to honor his service in life. And I want to help other veterans. That's what it boils down to. Now, before we look at where she's taking Code of Vets, I wanted to look back, starting with her time in the military. The Air Force gave us a beautiful foundation and provided us with a path towards our education with the GI Bill, of course. The bulk of my time was in Ramstein Air Base, Germany. I did spend a year at Griffith Air Force Base in upstate New York, but it's been closed for many years. I met my husband over in Ramstein. We got married, finished our time in the Air Force. We both ended up with four degrees each. <laughs> we nice. both loved learning. Yes, we loved learning. And it, I just have nothing but glowing things to say about my time in the service, and, and so does Joe. We both acknowledge that it was our base. It's been our foundation. And he ended up being a business executive in the manufacturing industry. So her Air Force days were great. Enjoyable, even. No stories of death and war. So what's the driving force? What pushes a sweet southern suburban Air Force veteran into the arena of social media activism and the tough world of politics? She'd mentioned her father, so I asked her to share that story. And what I got was a story more powerful than anything I could have imagined. Code of Vets was um, the, the bulk of the inspiration comes from my dad's service uh, from the jungle of Vietnam. He was a point man, he was airborne infantry. He served with dignity and honor. He loved he loved his country dearly, and he passed away at age 57. Um, PTSD, his PTSD haunted him until the day he died. He was also exposed to Agent Orange, which caused some medical issues throughout his life. But anyway, when he returned from the jungle of um, Vietnam, he was a changed man. He had he had to shut himself down to do the, do what he had to do. He watched his best friend; his head was blown off right beside him. He watched many of his brothers die in gruesome, gruesome ways, and it really did impact my dad and who he was on a very uh, just a very basic level. My dad was not a great dad. He was in and out of our lives. He he was not consistent. He he had a very troubled life. When my dad came home from the service, he was in and out of jail forty sometimes in and out of prison twice and on when he exited prison the last time he came home to visit us three small children and his wife he hadn't seen us in a very long time my mom talked him into spending the night and the next day when he was preparing to leave he was staring out the window looking out the mountains in north carolina it's a beautiful place and he he just really had an aha aha moment and he had dropped to his lowest he knew he was a, he felt he was a nobody he knew he was going nowhere in life and he looked around at his beautiful family and he was, wasn't taking care of us he was not a good father and husband and he just he felt like he was he, he did he was overwhelmed and he started feeling emotions he had never felt before like love and you know just hope and because hearing the pitter patter of little feet and his wife saying come get your snacks you know to us it just was all overwhelming to him and he and he just and it all, but at the same time it made him feel low 
And I walked over as a two-year little, little toddler, and I looked at my, uh, at my dad in those moments when he was having those thoughts in that moment. And I reached up and I grabbed his finger with my hand. And I looked at him with those innocent blue eyes. And I looked at him like he was somebody. And, I'm, and my dad told me, he said, in those moments, you made me feel like Superman. You made me feel like I was worth something, like I was somebody. And that was the beginning of the healing um, journey for my dad. I cracked the walls around his heart. And it, did, it, it was not instantaneous, um, but it did start a journey, a path towards healing, um, that moment we had between father and daughter. And that's where Code of Vote that really stems from, is that moment between my dad and I. And so I, I want to share my dad's pieces of his story, pieces of his service um, with other veterans to let them know you're not alone. You're, you, you are not the only one to walk this path. Many, many veterans are out there that are suffering. Many other, it, And it not only impacts the veteran, but it impacts the family. There's a ripple effect, and it, it tears families apart sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I want to share my journey and my dad's story in order to turn around and help other veterans to say, don't do it alone. We're here. We're right here. If you need us, we're here. You know, hearing a story like that and the story of her service background, it's easy to understand why people really connect with Code of Vets. And every day she uploads for her 70-some thousand followers a new video. (laughs) Good morning. It's Gretchen with Code of Vets. Hello. It's good to see you guys out there. And it's in these videos where she demonstrates her passion for politics. Hey, I just wanted to talk a few more minutes about the steel and aluminum industry because we I, it's such a passion for me. Our, our family, that's that's our bread and butter. Hi, hi Georgia, welcome. Hi, Buckeye. <laughs> that, my husband's from the Buckeye State. You guys know that. So anyway, President Trump has posted another tweet, which is very interesting. I, I think this is going to continue to evolve. Um, he, he's open for negotiations, and I think he was just chumming the water with the tariffs that he threw out there. Our president is an astute businessman. I call him the quintessential businessman. He knows what he's doing, and I believe that we are going to have better, improved trade deals because he has the tenacity to step forward and let the other countries know this is not right. What is going on in the United States of America and how we're be, how the America First workers are being treated is not right. All right, Gretchen, I was just playing some of the video from uh, your Facebook and your Twitter feed uh, where you're talking about the recent news story with steel tariffs, steel and aluminum tariffs. Talk to me about why you believe that makes good economic sense. Because we have, we have personally seen the impact of the metals industry. My husband is in the metal industry, and we've seen the catastrophic, and that is not hyperbole. Sure. <laughs> it is true. It is a true statement. We have seen the, the rapid decline of the closing of smelters, of steel mills, and my husband's actually been involved with some of the, closing and the, the closings and the bankruptcies. But, and it's a direct correlation to China dumping aluminum and steel. It's a direct correlation to the unfair trade policies where we, as American workers, we sit in the back seat and the other country um, reaps all the benefits from the unfair trade policies. I am 100% behind President Trump with this. He knows what he's doing. He is a he is a I call him the quintessential businessman. <laughs> That's what I've, I've I've nicknamed him. He he understands what is going on in our industry, 
and it is disturbing. It's been ignored by many administrations. It's not the fault of one administration. It's it's slowly evolved this way over the past two decades with many, many closings. The, the high tax rates, when it was at 35%, the unfair trade policies and China dumping and their other companies or companies or, excuse me, countries who dump as well. However, China is the main culprit. As a result of those three things, we have we have suffered tremendously. I don't even know if we'll be able to get back to the heyday. However, we we, I, we are already seeing improvements from what President Trump is doing, from the deregulation to he's actually talking about these trade policies. It's in the forefront now. And, of course, the, the drastic uh, tax uh, de- uh, reduction has made a huge difference. Even in my husband's company he's work- working out now, we're seeing they've committed to million-dollar projects, um, job growth. I mean, it's just blossoming and blooming under this administration. And I'm, we're seeing that in other areas, too, not just in his company. Um, are you ever concerned, and this is just personally, uh, would you ever be concerned about the unintended consequence? Like the tariffs increase the cost of raw materials, and then pretty soon everything from a Miller Lat to a minivan costs more. I understand that there's any time, any time that you take drastic measures like this, there, there can be unintended consequences. I am willing to, for the short term, suck it up and, <laughs> and deal with it and, and face it face on or head on, because if we don't, these countries are going to continue to take advantage of us. We are in a cycle where all trade policies are a deficit to us, to our country. When does it stop? If President Trump doesn't put a stop to it, I'm I'm going to tell you right now, a career politician will never put a stop to it. He is, I feel like he is our final hope, our last stand, whatever you want to call it, to rectify this situation. We have got to have fair reciprocal trade policies. Uh, that's that's what I expect as an American uh, citizen, and that's what I'm hoping many of our other citizens want. We want fair balance. That's all, I, that's all I'm looking for. Sure. But if we have to face these short-term consequences as a result with an increase in a, a can of beer, 10 or 15 cents or, what, or even a dollar, you know, so be it. We have to be able to we've, – we've got to take the, the step forward and be just as courageous as the president is. And we may have to suffer a little bit. Again, I believe it will be short term. But in the end, it's going to be beneficial to our, our country. You talk about uh, maybe willing to bear a little bit of pain, maybe bear a few cent increases on beer cans, a few cent increases on minivans. Um, mm-hmm. We all need to kind of maybe absorb that to make this trade deficit different. Do you also feel, though, that we should be looking kind of in the mirror at our own purchases? And I'll give you a, I'll give you an example. Uh, we all go to the big box retail stores to shop for something, right? Whether it's, uh, uh, yes. you know, stuff we need yes. for our lawn or stuff we need for our house. Right. Um, and how many times have you gone there and found an affordable item? You know, I buy a lot of baby clothes, so I'll use myself as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll find an affordable outfit for my kids and I'll buy it. But that tag... That tag says it's made in another country. It's made in Vietnam. It's made in China. I mean, don't you think the biggest problem here is that we're a nation of consumers and we want affordable goods and we just can't make stuff in our own country as cheap as they can overseas? First of all, before I answer, I want to say I'm guilty. I'm guilty of choosing the more economical version of whatever it is I'm looking at, whether I have a grandson, whether it's an outfit for him or shoes, if it, you know, it. I'm guilty. We all are. We do have to take a long, hard look in the mirror and we have to decide, are we willing to take the stand that President Trump is? Are we are we willing to 
take a little bit of a hurt in our wallet, so to speak, in order to right these wrongs. And I am going to be the one that steps up and say, I, I, I'm ready to serve my country again in other capacities. And that's another way we can serve our country is by buying American. Even if it costs a few more dollars or even 30 more dollars, we need to we need to step up and protect ourselves. We have been putting ourselves last for so long that it's just become ingrained. We, we don't even think about it anymore. And I'm, I'm hoping to inspire others, including veterans, to do the same. Because I want our military service members to have many, many options for great jobs to support their families when they transition out of the service. That's one of the reasons why I've been pushing the manufacturing industry and these tariffs, because they used to offer a variety of jobs for um, our service members coming out of the military. And now they're just not there. However, under President Trump, I'm seeing that I'm seeing job growth. Like I haven't, I haven't seen, I've never seen in my lifetime, actually, to be honest with you, it's historic. We're seeing historic highs with job growth and particularly in the black community and Hispanic community. We're seeing record low numbers of unemployment. He knows what he's doing and we, it is up to us to stand by him and push this agenda and support this agenda. And I'm going to use Code of Vets to promote the America First agenda and America First candidates because I truly believe it's going to affect fundamental change in our country and therein lies kind of i think where i'm seeing the future and i noticed the other day you were reading off of a list of candidates that aren't even in your backyard i mean you're reaching out to other states like pennsylvania and i heard you refer to a congressman uh, down in missouri and even a guy that we've actually interviewed and i've had as a guest on my podcast before dan crenshaw former u.s navy seal running for a congressional district outside houston do you feel as though maybe that's another thing that you're hoping to achieve is that you can vet some of these candidates and find people that are willing to kind of take on the same cause as you are? That is the goal. I'm going to read you. May I read you the mission statement for Code of Vets? Uh, no, please. In fact, I think it'd be really helpful to kind of show your purpose <laughs> and what you're doing there. Okay. Okay. Code of Vets exemplifies, supports, and shares Christian conservative ideals, values, and politics. We honor, support, and endorse conservative veteran candidates running for Congress. Our mission is to be a conservative voice, speaking truth with dignity, respect, and common sense. So that right there encompasses our goal and our mission for Code of Vets, and it is to support and highlight conservative veteran candidates. It, it, this is a nationwide effort on Code of Vets' part to push America First candidates in general that, are, that will support this agenda and, and get us back to where we need to be, and that is putting our, protecting our America, American workers and protecting our borders. I love our country, and I want us to be strong. I want us to be prosperous, and I want us to have plenty of job opportunities, again, for our military servicemen and women who are transitioning. All right. Now, as a vet myself, I got to say that that is a great goal, and uh, you want to do all that for the right reasons. But the cynic in me, the guy that sits here in Washington, D.C. every day, says, I, I don't know. Are you real or are you funded? Are you getting money from the super PACs, the big swamp, the big Republican machine that's just kind of, you know, putting the words in your mouth and uh, pulling the strings here? Uh, it's me. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this. This is going to be funny. I do, number one, I do not make money. I do have an attorney. We're trying to trademark Code of Vets. Sure, and sure. I do want to organize and create a business from this. 
However, let me tell you right now that, um, in essence, I, right now I am paying to speak to my veterans and Amer- fellow American citizens because I am paying money out of our own family to get Court of Code Vets up and running. So as I'm sitting there live streaming, you could say that I am actually paying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and let's wrap it up right there and ask, uh, what's your dream goal of 2018? My dream goal is to have my website up and running, and the goal is to sell Code of Vets merchandise on it sometime this year. That'll be the first time money ever comes into play, and I'll have to figure out what to do with it, because it's, it's not for me. That's not why I'm doing it, so I'll have to figure out what do I do with this money once it starts coming in, and I believe it will be more effective that way if there's just more than one person, so that's, that's my goal this year. Well, I'll say careful what you wish for, because what started with just a few tweets and a couple Facebook posts has grown into 76,000 followers. And it sounds to me like you're on the trajectory to do what some veteran-owned brands have done, and that's uh, Grunt Style or Black Rifle Coffee. I mean, these were all things that were just done in somebody's basement. Some good veterans got together with a good idea, and the next thing you know, uh, you know, they're six-figure, seven-figure, multi-million dollar operations. So I wouldn't be surprised, Gretchen, if you grew Code of Vets into something of that nature. Well, that's my prayer. And again, my veterans are my passion, my heart, my, uh, I love my country. And wherever this goes, I will follow. Mm-hmm. Well, l- judging from the comments on Periscope when you put up your daily videos, it, it certainly looks nationwide already. Uh, it sounds to me like you're actually honoring the Air Force motto, and uh, I've heard you reference it maybe once or twice. Aim high. Aim high. That's, That's why I wait. Yes, I've said it. Yeah, I've said that quite a few times. <laughs> sounds to me like you're aiming high. Gretchen, Code of Vets, an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much, Phil, for having me. All right. You can find more of Gretchen Smith's work on Facebook and Twitter by searching Code of Vets. And I wouldn't bet against that we'll be hearing a lot more from Gretchen in the coming year as we get closer to the midterm elections. I'm Phil Briggs, and you'll certainly be hearing more from me on another edition of Vet Story on ConnectingVets.com. Am I not lighting your American fire spirit? Come on now. Because, darn it, I'm going to be a conservative voice, and I'm going to push the America First agenda because it makes sense. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.